915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. And we are back with a, it's a whole new edition, a new edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer. I am joined by the, as I call him, the dub him the Obi Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, Coach Rafa, as well as our newest contributor, newest member of the family, Steve. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good, doing good. good. Uh, been watching a lot of games lately, going out to uh, support local soccer. So, um, yeah, I can't complain if I'm going out and watching games. Rafa? Good. L- live here from Laredo, Texas. So I'm here for the week uh, doing some work. And oh. just, yeah, great. I guess I mean, like I mean, Steve did a game uh, on Friday night. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But just looking for the, this upcoming wind down of the district play. So we'll see what how, how things shape up. Right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys. It's uh, It's been, what, two weeks, right? Two weeks since the last episode, since episode five. So Great. we're uh, proud to uh, proud to be here uh, uh, with you and glad to have you here for episode six. Again, as a reminder, we are brought to you by, we're powered by our proud partners at College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located here in the San Antonio area. For those of you that are local, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. But you can also find them on social media, on Twitter at SATF Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on the many cool things they're doing and what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. So before we get started, I know... We had an interesting take here. We had, so Rafa, who's, I call him also the uh, most interesting man in the world, right? Because he's all over, he's all over the state. Uh, I know we had discussed briefly, you told us about it last week, last Friday, but I'm going to throw it to you right now. Tell us, I know you had the opportunity to attend a game up in Waco. Tell us a little bit about that. You're muted, buddy. Mute. There you go. So I, I did recruitment for, like I said, for University of Smith Tours. So I was in the Waco area. So I was like, hey, just down the street was Waco ISD Stadium from a hotel. So, hey, you know what? There's a game tonight. Let me go check it out. Uh, Waco University, pretty good record. So let's see how, how this goes. And, yeah, it was a, it was a really good game. Uh, Belton really had a two, like I said, they had a 2-0 lead, kind of kind of like Liverpool <laughs> led early on and then <laughs> just, just led. And then Waco came back. You know, university came back, tied the game up. They went to and actually they don't have straight, you know, ties. They actually go to PKs, so they're one of the few those districts that have PKs. And yeah, yeah. Uh, university ended up winning the PKs. I think four, yeah, four to two. So, but it was a very windy game too. I think that's when the cold front was coming in, and so it, it kind of changed the the perception of the game much as far as like you know, Belton was kind of doing long balls and they couldn't do that anymore. They had to really. I can say that university. I was really impressed by them. They're very good technical play. And they remind me a lot of one team that's in our local area is, is Lee. Uh, you know, but I think Lee has a little bit more of the really? it factor. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but as far as technical play, they were just as good as far as touching the ball and so forth. And and you keep an eye on, on university. They may do some damage in the in the playoffs. I know they had a little setback. I think on Tuesday they lost to I think Chaparral from Killeen mm-hmm. for uh, in PKs. But just keep an eye on that team. I think they may do some do some things in, in the playoffs. Did you notice? Did anything stand out to you in terms of that match? In terms that maybe both teams had in common. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's something that's a characteristic of that district. Did anything stand out to you that uh, that just seemed like a significant characteristic? Maybe just well with with the, with university, like I said, just their technical play. They really work the ball and go up and down the field. They're very patient. Uh, Belton was more of a long ball team because they have really good for they have one really good forward uh, number ten, and he was very physical. And he buried, he got a brace, so he buried a couple shots past the keeper. But I think University was playing with a, with a backup keeper, so I think their their original keepers might might have been out of the games because of cards or an injury. Because I noticed the shorts were a lot different; they were like they had a different number. So, yeah. but he, I mean, he, you know, he stepped up in the PKs. You know, he he stopped a couple of them. A lot of them weren't, like I said, weren't went over the bar because of the wind. I was surprised that they were kicking with the wind behind their back and they were just, you mm. know, Belton was kind of shanking them. Right, I would right. have kicked against the wind instead to keep it low, but, but Belton, you know, I know, I know they're kind of in the middle of the pack, but they're a dangerous team. Cause I said, if they can get, if you play, I think that's what happened in the first half. They were playing their style and Waco couldn't really, you know, and then they went down those two goals, but then they kind of changed some things and they started playing more of their style, the possession, and they were able, very patient to finally get that second goal, like towards the, near the end of the game. So, you know, the, just keep an eye on those that dis, that district. You know, it's a real tricky district with that. Uh, I think it's a twelve five A. There's a couple of good teams. I think even Waco High is a good team too. I think they were yes. in the mix at their district play. And I think what was else? What was the other one? I'm trying to think. Um, I think a couple of the other Colleen schools. So that's it's a it's a good district. Keep an eye on them. They, you know, like I said, especially university. I, th- I think they have enough. I know they're they won a state championship because they showed it on the TV screen, kind of during halftime, kind of like a little, you know, tribute. But they yeah. have the talent there to do some things. Gotcha, gotcha. It's awesome that you know that's a good that's a good perspective. You know, it's always good to get that. It's awesome for you that we had the opportunity for you to attend that match. And yes. so we've got a ton on today's show. You know, we've talked about so we're gonna do a. A region region four overview game balls team stickers look ahead at a couple of key matches that we're excited about but before we do any of that we want to go ahead and bring in mr jesse tovar good friend of the show longtime friend of mine he is also the ceo of prep one mr jesse tovar jesse how are you buddy hey guys how's it going rafa how are you man steve thanks hey, for having me guys. jesse how you doing jesse? man how are you guys man doing well thank you yeah. No Fantastic. love, for, no love for the host, man. He just goes right to Rafa and stuff. Hey, no love, no love, no love. Dude, look, I'm worrying. I'm worrying. Where'd you get yeah. that from, man? Where'd you get that from? Did you find? Uh, dude, you, I found that it on eBay. That must have been man. the one that dropped out of the I out of the back of the eBay, truck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even um, have one of those. Awesome. Hey, that's a that's a 1.0 version right there, Steve. That's a yeah. that's an original. original. That's an original, original right? Okay, <laughs> that's cool. an original. So awesome. So hey, Jesse, thank you for being here with us. Really appreciate having you here. And I know you're only going to be with us for a few minutes, but we yeah. kind of wanted you today. A lot of today's show is really looking at Region Four, but whenever we have the opportunity to have correspondence from different parts of the state, we jump all over it. And you're here to talk with us a little bit about 
uh, kind of the district races and maybe some key players in the in 915 soccer out in El Paso. So tell us a little bit. What can you share with us? We're going to start with 1-4-A on okay. both sides. What can you share with us in terms of just maybe what's going on with district races, some insider information, and maybe a couple of players? You know, I, I did the mistake this morning of of putting on on Instagram. Hey, if you want me to mention you or shout you out, set and dude, I I got so many messages now. I'm, <laughs> now I have like a laundry list of people to mention. If I'm, I'm afraid not to mention them, man, I, I don't know. What I, know I know, I know. Well, in the interest of saving, in the interest of saving time and brevity, and I know you you can give the apologies later, but maybe tell us maybe one or two, but also just those yeah. district races is what we kind of want to know about. Yeah, you know what? In one four A, obviously, you know, Sun Lisario is the king. You know, the king of the mountain. You know, two time state champ. You know, and and they're right now they're eleven and one. They they just suffered their first loss to to Irvin the other day, and yeah, uh, I saw that. They, yeah. they're they're most likely going to you know be district champions. You got a hot buoy team at ten and two coming in second place. And uh, going back to Sun Lisario real quick, Angel Science, Axel Lopez. I mean, those seniors they they, they have those. You know, they're they're senior led, and and those two yeah. guys are always make, getting it done for for Sun Lisario and Max. Always has them, and you know people like right, like Rogado right. at Bel Air and 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 uh, Reichman at who just who just had on his, his show for seven hundred. Yeah, they got the Reichman the Reichman beat, and then that's uh, the, uh, that's the uh, alum. Since, okay, all since right, the alum beat right there. You know what? Uh, the thing about those guys, it doesn't matter if they're, they're district champions; they could be the four seed going in, and they're going to be there in the super regionals, man. <laughs> you know, in the right. in the lead eight, you know, every right. year. So, but you know, uh, Bowie is coming in strong with with Caesar Duran. Uh, third place, you no, have I saw, I saw a buoy. Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw didn't buoy just drop one, I think Friday to Irvin or Saturday, maybe Friday or Saturday to Irvin. You know what? Irvin just beat Sun oh, no, Austin, Austin. I'm sorry, okay. Austin. Yes, and speaking of Austin, Austin. you know, they, they're 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 with the, River, the Riverside Rangers, Austin uh, Panthers, and, and Clint Lions. They're all fighting for that fourth spot, but one, two, yeah. and three is going to be Sun Lizario, buoy, and Irvin, who just upset, um. Sunny's audio the other day with uh, right. Hector Duarte and Omar Escobedo. Very, gotcha. very exciting matchup there. And look for them to, uh, you know, right now, you know, they're already playing, you know, second half of the season and it's, they're all just uh, vying for the top playoffs, playoff spots. Yeah. You know? Awesome. Now okay, tell cool. us, so we jump over to, to 5A, right? Okay. Two, two of We're the doing first. Okay. Two, yeah. Two of the toughest districts in the state, right? Okay. What can you tell us, you know, both going back and forth, 1-5A, 2-5A on the girls' okay. side, on the boys' side? We got some interesting races. What can you tell us? All right. Let's go Let's go with the boys in 1-5A. Uh, we have Andres. Andres is undefeated. You know, they're, they're, they're 11-0. and 0, And they, they have the Owens brothers, Sean and Isaiah, getting it done. They also have uh, Richard Apodaca. That, you know, they've... Uh, they're on a what a 16 game winning streak right now, so they're hot nice. right now. Andres is playing, uh, you know, the, the top soccer at the right time, yeah. followed by Burgess coming in at eight and three. Uh, then it's uh, Jefferson. Now Burgess, uh, quick note on Burgess: they have Edward Macias and Nicholas uh, Morales. Uh, they're getting it gotcha. done there. Uh, for Jefferson, they get, they have the goalkeeper Jose Guerra. Let me tell you about this guy. This guy has about 60 saves in the last 11 games. Oh no, eight games. And eleven PK stoppages, stoppages this season. Wow, and that's amazing for just you know one goalkeeper. Eleven, yeah. so that that's you know he's already getting offers left and right. Jose's a great kid, uh, and now and then we round up on the fourth seed with uh, Chapin. Uh, you know you do have kind of Theo El Paso also in that district. They're having a pretty tough year, but it looks like Chapin's going to round out that that top four in in one five a. They have uh, Roberto Silva and Deshaun, and I hope I don't. Don't mess up the last name. It's Medingsing. 
Uh, I hope I didn't I didn't mess it up, but that guy, that kid's phenomenal, man. Nice. Uh, going over to two five a, obviously it's Delgado and Reichman. You know uh, those two right. guys. Uh, those two guys could have. It doesn't matter whether they're the first seed or the fourth seed. Like I just mentioned, they're they're gonna be there in the end. Right. Um, you know, uh, Bel Air. Uh, you know that they, they arguably are the top team here in West Texas. They're what? What is the record? They're eighteen. They're eighteen zero and one. Uh, they're seven. They're eleven and zero in district, and they have a seventeen game winning streak. You know that the, the senior Rodolfo Gonzalez is getting it done for the Highlanders, and obviously with their coach Delgado, it's like every year they're in the mix. They mm-hmm. just won the championship. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, what was it about three years ago? Three yeah, four years. 20, ago? 2019. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, the second place, you you have Del Valle coming in. You know, Bruce. There's you know no secret there. Uh, tremendous goalkeeper with Jeremy Dreda. You know that this kid's been a starter since his freshman year. And just like Jose Guerra, those two guys are, are, are diamond a dozen. Uh, now the third, fourth uh, seeds are going to either go to Isleta or Rudy Garcia, good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, the Indians, they just can't get it done in PKs recently, but they're still there. They're still in yeah. the mix, you know, followed by, you know, Horizon Hanks that, you know, they're all going to be fighting for that third and fourth seed in, in 2-5-A. Right, right. Yeah. So we're seeing a common trend, right, is across yeah. these districts is you have – three teams fighting for really what's the last two spots, the last two uh, playoff spots in the district. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and the, and it's so tough with the, with the guys, they're just beating each other up. Wait till I tell you six, a when you're ready to go to six, a we'll go to six, a <laughs> yeah. uh, no six, a it, it's crazy, man. Like six, a it's just East Lake. And then everybody else East Lake is, you know, they're, they're 10 and one 14, three and one in the season. Um, Aaron Widner, Alan Mendes. I mean, they're getting it done for, for the Falcons, El Dorado with Garrick Felix, uh, and then it's it, for second place. It's going to check this out. El Dorado, Pebble Hill, Socorro, Franklin and Coronado are either seven and four or six and five. So from like wow. sixth place to second place, it's, it's four teams fighting for those spots. So the yeah. only, the, the only clear cut number one seed is going to be East Lake out, coming out of that right. region. Right. Uh, right. Other than that, and you still have the Montwood Rams still alive at four and six. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a matter of who, who gets hot at the, at the end at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. So now when we segue over to the girls side, right, we don't have to go across maybe all the districts. Right. But maybe tell us what is maybe one or two of the key races that has you most excited and then identify maybe a couple of a couple of key players in the 915 on the girls side that. Oh, yeah. They, they need to be household names. You know, uh, let's start with one six. Let's start with the big schools. Obviously, you have Franklin and and Franklin's loaded. You know, uh, they, they have uh, the, the 2026 uh, freshman phenom. Uh, Jasmine Guerrero, who who just got activated to the 17 under uh, Mexican national team again. She's in Mexico all this week, so she she'll nice. be missing some action this week. Uh, but again, Franklin is is there at the at the at the number one spot, tied with Coronado. They split during the season. Oh, I was going to ask you, Hector. So yeah. here in West Texas, some district some districts play three times. They play mm-hmm. each other three times. Some districts play each other twice. And I've asked three different people. They've told me three different things. So I'm like, I don't even know who to believe or why is right. it that some districts play two and some districts play three? Do you know? Well, yeah. So in this actually came up in our last episode with Bruce Reichman, right? Was uh-huh. <clears throat> essentially my understanding. Now, I'm not entirely sure what I think like 1-6A can't get away with that just because of how big their district is. And I think mm-hmm. I think 1-4A, I'm, I think is what I'm not sure about 1-4A, if, but I know 1-5A and 2-5A, they, they essentially – they essentially had to play three rounds because by the time it, by the time I think the way I understand it, at least, at least for two five, a, I can't entirely speak for one five, a 
Yeah. But by the time they kind of really realized it, it was too, it was really too, their hands were kind of tied as far as being able to schedule any additional non-district games. So the alternative, the options were only play two rounds and then have additional buys sprinkled in there throughout or play each and then lose out on what, five, five additional games okay. or play or play each other three times. So, and you know, and Bruce and speaking to Bruce, he obviously wasn't thrilled about it, but it was basically that what was less thrilling, less appealing to him was to lose games, right. Was to lose five games altogether. Yeah. So, yeah. So essentially the answer to that is the district, the districts make the call on that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think if it, it just depends on the district, some of the ISDs allow more input, more scheduling input from their coaches than others. So, uh, but when it's kind of, when it's not a top, when you're not, when you're limited on autonomy, as far as scheduling goes, I think this was the the simplest option for for when they looked at it. I guess so. Okay. But like I said, I'm not sure about one. Is one four A playing three times? I, that's the one you I know don't what? know. I'm not sure. I, I know that two five A is, but yeah. one five A isn't. And then and I, one, I could have sworn one five A was as well. Yeah. I could have sworn oh, was it? Oh, you yeah. know what? One five A. Yes, the, it is, and that'll that'll be my next topic when when we go to get there. Okay, yeah. so we have uh, Franklin Coronado. Montwood, take this out. Montwood started the season 0 and 4. Now they're in third place. They've won six in a row. They're six and nice. four. Uh, they just had, uh, you know, the, the, their their striker, Daniela Portillo, who just got offered by St. Mary's there in your neck of the woods. Actually, she I was saw that. there on the over the weekend on her yeah. first official offer. So that was pretty neat. Uh, they have uh, Jada Villa and uh, Kaylin Barron, and they're getting it done there. I mean, they're hot right now. Uh, that mm -hmm. that their matchup with uh, Franklin in in a couple of days uh, should be. Should be great. Yeah. Uh, then you have Eastwood, the Eastwood Troopers. You know they have so Caitlin Dunley. They they just have so many weapons there, and it's, and they're a very very young team, so it's scary. So Eastwood's gonna make some noise in years to come. Then you have Americas, and and the class of 2020, 2026 here locally in West Texas is phenomenal. They have a, a, another freshman sensation, Annabelle Escobar. She's doing fantastic. They have uh, JD Gone, who just committed verbal commit to UTEP. And or she's actually she's actually just signed to UTEP, and uh, then you have uh, East Lake, and East Lake has all kinds of weapons. They have a fantastic goalkeeper in Danica Guzman, and then you have Socorro, who's still in the mix, El Dorado and Pebble Hills in one six eight, but it's still anybody's game, uh, and it's going to be okay. very interesting the next couple of weeks coming up. Awesome. So, and as we wrap up, right, we talk about five A. What can you tell us? Whether it be one five eight, two five eight, and these matchups as they start getting closer to the playoffs. Okay. What's, well, two five eight. What's your take still, on that? Yeah, two five eight. It's a Del Valle Conquistador. Steph Sazo has those girls prime. They've scored more, more more goals than anyone else in the city. But I think it was like one hundred and thirty goals so far. They're they're blowing oh, everybody man. away. They're the number one seed. It's everybody else in two five eight. So uh, shout out to uh, Natalia Garcia. She just scored over her hundredth goal this season. And Mia uh, Mia, Mia Serrano, uh, dark horse. Uh, that girl is phenomenal, and you'll be seeing a lot of uh, hearing a lot about her in the future. Uh, going into uh, 1-5, they very interesting. El Paso High, they started off hot. They were undefeated, beating everybody. They were competing, uh, lost it. You know, in the in the summer, they have the O'Neill sisters. One is a sophomore, fantastic Tessa. They have the uh, the other sister who just committed over to uh, or signed over to the, the NMSU. Uh, you have uh, the and Andres. Andres. They have Bella Morgas, and they have ten seniors at Andres. Who have beaten El Paso High twice, wow. but they've fallen to other so other ten seniors. Opponents. Ten seniors on that yeah, squad. Ten that right? seniors on that squad. Wow. So, wow. so there's they're senior heavy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then you have Gunnathio Chapin, uh, Jeff, and and Burgess finishing out that group. And in one four a real briefly, uh, you have uh, San Isario, 
Austin and Bowie and everybody else uh, battling for the those last playoff spots. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jesse, we you know we definitely appreciate uh, definitely appreciate having you here. And I know I know that's a lot to cover in a short amount of time, but still yeah. wanted to give you still wanted to give you some time. Thanks, and I you know appreciate what you're doing out there. Uh, keep up the great work. And uh, you know I I would I say this to the rest of the state. Some people in the state seem to get it. Others seem to not get it or not want to get it. But do not ever you know you have got to take those those programs out in the 915 out in El Paso, you got to take them serious because they're, they're for real. They're for real. So um, before we go, uh, just a real quick uh, thoughts, just I kind of like to incorporate and share Rafa, Steve, you have anything for Jesse before we let him go? Jesse, who do you think has the best chance to get to Georgetown or the boys or girls on the boys side? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's gotta be again, Bel Air, East Lake or the you know, those, those, those teams are just playing. They're just hot right now and they're clicking and they're beating everybody. It's, it's them and everybody else. So it's going to be one of those three teams that, that may get to Georgetown. So, uh, and obviously I cannot leave out San Elisario, you know, San Elisario in the, in the foray. So it's the, every, it seems like every district has that one team, but right, it's going right. to be between uh, Bel Air, Del Valle in 5A, uh, San Elisario 4A and uh, East Lake in 6A. Good stuff. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Jess, appreciate you, my man. Thank you for everything. Guys, thanks for Keep having me, man. Work, and uh, we'll have you. We'll have you on again uh, before, not before too long. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Have a good night, guys. Thanks. Take care, bro. Have a good night. Bye. All right, guys. Thoughts? Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And it, nothing. No additional. No additional. I think he got plenty of. Uh, I think he got plenty of shout outs there too. <laughs> Getting some plugins there in the yeah yeah he did and, he did a really good job he did he did and uh, I knew and I knew he would and I knew it's like a he could have the thing about Jesse is he could have had he had an hour he would have stretched that out over an hour or had he had ten minutes he would have he would have gotten all that same great information in ten minutes so yeah yeah so. no and and El Paso always you know I I've been going to the state tournament for for a while. And a lot of the teams that come out of uh, Region 1 from the El Paso area, you know, very technical teams. So, you know, I know there's some really quality coaches coming out of, uh, of the El Paso region and not only that, players as well. So, um, yeah, no, that you, when you see them in the bracket, you, you know, really have to take them, you know, uh, serious when you're playing against those teams. Uh, uh, only downfall for them sometimes is the travel. I feel bad, you know, because mm -hmm. they're so far out there, uh, right. you know, geographically. But um, that being said, I think they're uh, they're always a force to be reckoned with, rec reckoned with from those uh, those uh, number one and two districts. Yeah, yeah, you know, no doubt, no doubt, the travel is an issue. But the thing that the thing that I always knew going back to when I, you know, when I played there, when I growing up there, but I. I had been gone for so long and I remembered that I realized that when I was back there coaching again is that <clears throat> the schools, the schools in El Paso, regardless of sport, right, they kind of wear that, the, that road warrior mentality, right? They wear it as a badge of honor almost, right? So they're just, they're kind of, they're just used to it. You're used just, to it, right? It yeah. is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. So awesome. So, all right. Um, so that's going to do it again. Thank you for uh, Jesse Tovar from Prep One for joining us and discussing all things El Paso soccer. So 
a lot more stuff. We're looking forward to hearing uh, about a lot more of those names, a lot more of those players that he, and, and programs that he talked about out in the 915. So, all right, Rafa, it is your time, my man. <laughs> all right, so tell us briefly while I pull this up, give everybody, maybe some people that are joining us for the first time, give us a little bit of background info on the, R the Rafa Power Index, the RPI. So this this RPI is a it's a pound for pound, the best of the best in the state. So we don't do we don't separate four A, five A, six A, and three different you know things, and we don't send out ballots, you know stuff like that. This is straight from me. I do the research, I look at the games, uh, see the records and so forth, and then I make the decisions on that. And 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 here we go. Here's a the new the new version <laughs> for this weekend. Before, um, before Rafa gets started, I'm sorry, Rafa, before Rafa gets started, I apologize in advance if I uh, if I fat fingered someone's record, which I seem to do every every week. I always get one thing wrong in terms of a, a win or a loss. So apologize in advance. I think we got it right, but just in case. So Rafa, go have at it, buddy. OK, so, you know, not much change, especially from the top too much. I think you're, it's kind of like that like little quote I made on, on like I said, uh, that you posted, you know, the, the elite teams are going to, are, are up there. Those are the ones you expect to be up there, but there are some teams that are kind of creeping up They're They're coming out of nowhere, some potential Cinderella uh, contenders, but you know, there are some teams that did have some couple losses and there's some that had some ties with some teams that they shouldn't have. So starting out with, like I said, we have number one, South Lake Carroll, they're so like I said, still the top team. Uh, they don't, the they got squeaked by one one game one nil, which was a surprise there. <coughs> I was kind of debating, so what well, does the lineup overtake them because of that? So no, so I'm gonna like I said, I still kept South Lake Carroll number uh, number one, Salina number two, uh, Wiley East at three. And they're 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 rolling, and and like I said, I don't think there's a team that wants to play them in the playoffs because they're they're you know chugging along in their district play. Uh, a new number four from my neck of the woods, Spencer uh, from your ba backyard is there at Spencer Valley. Uh, big win over Piper. I mean, Piper was a it's an up there an upper comer, and I think had Piper won, maybe we would have seen them on the list, but Spencer Valley. Right. Um, they're like I said, they're they're seventeen and zero. I think they're going to probably be like I said, the top team in Region Four for five A. Uh, Seven Lakes, they're just chugging along in that tough district, but I think they're still the best team in Houston for the girls. A uh, little drop down with San Antonio Taft. They did have a little tie with Warren, a little setback, but still, I think there's they're they're still a, a top team in that in that area for six A. Uh, Marcus, you know, you said they have the history. Uh, great, 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 great quality wins, one against, especially against Fire Mound. I think probably the one team that maybe Simon Lakes needs to keep an eye on the site is, is Bridgeland. You know, keep, you know, they, mm. that could be your yeah. regional final. That, like I said, they're still chugging along. Uh, Burleson Centennial kind of bounced back after that one loss. So they got some quality wins. Same thing with Duncanville. As great, uh, as, Bridgeland, for, as, great as Bridgeland has been playing, right? You know, the side Bridgeland, doesn't it seem like more people you would think more people would be talking about them yeah i just i feel they're, like I, I don't want to say people are sleeping on them but i don't know if they're getting quite the credit that maybe they they should probably be getting more credit yeah if, if i'm simulates I'll, I'll have my one eye open on them you know have my you know 
check my rear view because <laughs> I think that game would be a dynamite, and I think they'll match up well. Yeah. And, and that can go. That game can probably go either way. Uh, back uh, to eleven, I have the Bernie girls. Uh, like I said, three. You know, the quality wins versus Wimberley and Davenport. Um, yeah. They're just you're just wrecking up the goals there too. Uh, another one that's kind of like the same thing with Bridgeland is Hearst Bell. No one's really talked about them. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, like I said, that one, only one loss. Uh, they could surprise recall, some teams. Do you, do you recall that one loss by chance? Uh, I believe, let me see. It's okay. I didn't, I didn't want to sidetrack because that's why I, I, I just I couldn't recall that one loss that they had. That's why. Yeah, that that's maybe a team that maybe, you know, so, they could challenge South Lake Curl, you know, going into the playoffs because like I said they're in the same region mm-hmm. and yeah the only loss that they had was actually was against that's Prosper. Prosper so it's just a quality okay. team but that was at the beginning of the year so yeah. I'm yeah. sure they've made some change like I said they fixed some things and like I said they're on a 19 game winning streak um, another team for the girls is is, is Georgetown yeah like I said they're still undefeated uh, keep an eye on them uh, one of the 4A powers that's come in is Stephenville I think they've Kind of starting to taking over that district, um, and then a newcomer out from the uh, from the from the Panhandles, Wolfer Friendship. I mean, they're dominating District Two Six A. Keep an eye on them. They may be that team that could surprise you and, and have a couple upsets in that second, third round games against some of the Metroplex teams. It's five in. I have Highland Park. Uh, they had a little one setback, but like I said, I think they're still keeping an eye also on them. Um, a team that's moved up into the next five is Alamo Heights, the girls, uh, still undefeated. Uh, they've been flexing their muscle in their district play. Um, so I think that's also yeah, they had a big they, win against the second place team, yeah, Jefferson. And, had, and that was a 10 0 win against Jefferson, <laughs> yeah, that was My a statement. Game. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a statement game for them, and then, big, yeah. Uh, and then Keller, uh, those two losses have been against South Lake Curl, so no, no shame for that, you know. I think they could, like I said, that one of them was a really close one-zero game. And then Flower Mound, even though the record's kind of like it's eleven-two and one, they're still a, a threat. And then Salado, I know they dropped out, but they, you know they had a tough loss, one of the two losses, but I think against Stephenville. But yeah, they're still going to be, I think, one of the contentions for there in Region One for the four, for forty girls. Good deal. Awesome. Steve, anything Anything before we uh, switch over to the boys? Yeah, so just a couple teams that I uh, – well, Wiley East, are you sure you want them at three? They just got scored on for the first time, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I, uh, yeah, I, just, I saw that. I, I saw they got scored on, so I know they had a uh, – Hadn't been scored on all season, so had to throw that in there. Give Rafa some guff on that, but uh, no. <laughs> just like last week, I'm still on the uh, uh, district. I think it's uh, District Five and Six uh, A. Prosper Allen, you know, uh, didn't see mm-hmm. them on there again. Uh, Ridge Point, another team that uh, yeah. you know yeah. could possibly be on there in the Houston area. They're they're uh, creeping up actually. Yeah, uh, like I said out of the list, there were some teams that, yeah, that live out, but they're just they're within striking range. 
I'm getting yeah. mentioned. So if there was like a top 25, you probably would see like mm-hmm. Allen or Prosper. And then the uh, Highlanders, uh, the Woodlands girls, you know, are, are one that's usually uh, make a quite a deep run in the playoffs for, for state. So, um, and they've got a pretty solid record thus far. So that's another team that, uh, you know, uh, once the playoffs get going, I think you're going to see them get, you know, deep in the playoffs as well. So those are some of the teams that, you know, just off the top of my head, didn't see them on the list, but, you know, I know uh, Rafa does a good job to, to put these, uh, this RPI together. A little uh, feedback from uh, Mr. Harry Austin. Where is, uh, where is my school says everyone, right? So <laughs> oh, he's going to get to see it on the next poll. So, yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Harry, Harry, thank you for joining us, buddy. So apologies for the uh, technical difficulties there. Um, and uh, we had a little, little bit of a, little bit of a freeze there for, for a second. So in case you couldn't, in case you couldn't see the rankings, uh, that was not by design. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and segue over to the boys. And I know that I'll probably get a get an earful on this one again. So, <laughs> right. So, all right. So maybe on this one here, Rafa, let's try a little something different. Maybe go. Let's go through them five at a time, and then maybe we'll discuss those in in groups of five, and then to include then our, our next five in, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll hash it out from there. So. Well, from one to five, like I said, nothing's changed. The only change that, that was there is Midland cracked the top five, uh, mm-hmm. which like I said, I'm going to discuss them a little bit more later on in the show. Uh, Bel Air, like I said, we can say about Bel Air, top team in the Paso area, maybe even region one. Palestine, mm-hmm. like I said, your 4A partner, perennial power. Could this be the year they finally, like I said, they get into the state title? Seven Lakes, like I said, been consistent. And same thing, Lake Travis. They've had some close games, but they've, they've been able to get some quality wins in their district. And yeah, then, Palestine Palestine being the only, what was that, the only 4A there in the top 10, right? Um, interesting take there, Midland breaking into the top five. Um, and I see, I know Lee dropped, dropped a couple of spots, and we'll get into the, we'll get into six to 10 in a minute. But Steve, your thoughts on one through five? One through five, um, pretty solid, pretty solid. Um, Palestine, you know, uh, historically they've they've always they're always right there. What are they? Four A, right? Four A, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much your front runner for you know four A out of the the big tournaments, um, right? Yeah. So no. Yeah, I think solid. it's. I think you can make the argument for, and we'll get to them in a minute when we get further down. But it's, it's Palestine, right? Palestine and Coach Coach Strong's uh, Greyhounds over at Bernie. Them two probably mm-hmm. versus the field, yeah. right? Right. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So, but but you're gonna have some others that are gonna that oh, they're yeah. gonna have something to say. Your your Salados of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, who is it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Your number twelve team. <laughs> yeah, who, who knocked off Bernie? Yeah, Diamond Hill Jarvis as well. He right. Does. So. Yeah, for sure. Hidalgo, that's the one I was trying to remember. So, yeah. So, all right. So, we go six through 10. Rafa, go ahead. So, six to three, and I have Irving. That's been the kind of the surprise team in that in the Metroplex area. They've been 
you know, they've been beating up on teams and keep an eye on them. They may throw a mucking wrench into the, you know, in the playoffs. I, I, you know, they have a good shot to get to Georgetown. First goal, Lone Star, big win over Wakeland this past week. Uh, now kind of taking control of their district. Uh, Hebron, like I said, that, you know, that district with with Marcus and Capel, they've, they've kind of gone through that gauntlet and still undefeated. And then Lee, Lee did drop off because they had a couple ties, you know, with Johnson, with Brandeis, but they're still in full control of, uh, and also with Reagan too, they have still in full control of that, um, you know, that district mm-hmm. race for 28-6A. And more likely, I think kind of the, look at the numbers, I think if they can get, if they get by Johnson, they'll pretty much wrap up that district title. And then Allen, like I said, they're consistent still, Four ties, you know, but that's against yeah. quality teams. There's uh, so. there's Steve's Allen. There's Steve's Allen right there. Don't uh, don't get him started on Allen. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so love the story behind this one. You know, so obviously, kudos, shout out to uh, Frisco Lone Star who recently both who both both their programs right their mm-hmm. men's and women's programs took mm-hmm. down uh, defending Wake- state champions in in Wakeland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I mean Lee Lee is Lee. You know what I mean? They're just. I think I I'm not gonna bet I'm not gonna bet against them, you know. So yeah, they have a couple of ties, they have a couple of draws, but we're also talking about in 28-6A, which as we all know is Murderer's Row. So so it's a mixed bag, but I think the one of the great stories of the year so far, and I know Rafa hit on this early, right? So I give him a lot of kudos on this. Is their number six Irving, right? They're uh, they're shaping up to be one of the one of the great stories of the year. Let's see what they can do as they start as they start ramping up for uh, for the second season for the playoffs in a couple of weeks. So, Steve, your thoughts on six through ten? And just seeing all of these uh, these teams, I'm ready for that tournament to get going. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know some of these won't even face each other because they're in different classifications. But you know, uh, just you know, I'm I'm ready for bracketology and and uh, you know uh, for the tournament to get going. Uh, that being said, you know we. Rafa and I covered the Lee Reagan game on on Friday, and kind of in our opinion, uh, Lee Lee did kind of dominate that game. But I would have liked to have seen them put a goal in, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and finish. I'm pretty sure Coach Rogers feels the same well, way. Well, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Reagan so, did get their Reagan did get their their top goal uh, goalkeeper back. He was out correct. for most of the season, so he. He made some great saves too. So I mean, kudos to the Reagan goalkeeper too, because he yeah, yeah Sean, he, Sean he, Mativi, he was I believe he had yeah. I believe he had nine or ten saves in that game. From what I uh, yeah, he was testing, but quality. Really I think that's what I'm missing. I think with Reagan, like I said, they could do some damage in the playoffs with him back. So you know, who's to say they may play again if they play a third time around? Who knows? It could be a different story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the reason I say that about Lee is just because of the fact that you have to try to figure out your opponent in 80 minutes you don't want to go extra time you don't right. want to go right. penalty kicks especially since they're um a district that doesn't you know finish their regular season matches with penalty Correct. kicks so yes. you know you want to take care of business within those 80 minutes and i would have you know liked to have seen them kind of break break the the defense down even considering that goalkeeper uh, in uh in that match but uh they didn't and you know they that being said, they didn't they didn't play for the draw either. You know, Rafa and I kind of mm-hmm. we, we noticed they were all the way all 80 minutes. They were putting pressure on Reagan mm-hmm. throughout the whole match. They just couldn't figure it out. But, um, you know, you're going to have those tough one or two kind of playoff games before state. Uh, 
where you can easily get knocked off if you don't figure out the other, you know, your opponent's defense Mm -hmm. and and slide one in. Because there's some teams that know that they're going to be overpowered and they're looking for a zero zero draw, you know, to take it to overtime, take it to penalty kick. So um, that's just something that, you know, I would have liked to see, especially, you know, a little bit biased, you know, with being San Antonio, you know, and and, and supporting region four. But um, yeah, that's just something that, you know, I would have liked to have seen. But that being said, Reagan did play a good game uh, as well and gave them all they had and, and uh, you know, earned the draw. Yeah. No love for Allen, huh? All that bickering about Allen, then you don't even acknowledge him. I see how that is. I see. Man. Well, I'm, it, it, I, I'm trying to, you know, get more love for the Prosper and Allen girls on, on the girls' side. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. no, but the boys are putting together uh, – a remarkable season as well. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that, that's why I'm saying that I mean, this top I, 10, I had to do a double take. I had to do a double take on the number of, dra- I didn't realize they had four draws, right? I think, I think that's the only team I've seen. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Rafa. It's the only team we've seen in any of the RPIs that have had that many draws, right? Yeah. I yeah. did see one team. I think Capel had seven draws for the boys. Are you serious? Oh, wow. uh, yes, Whoa. that and I was just like, you know, seven draws. I saw wow. Max Prep. Yeah, Max Preps had him high, ranked real high. It's like was, was seven draws. <laughs> like, yeah, I had him at six, but yeah, you're probably right. It, it, they could probably easily be like a seven. I know Stevens here in San Antonio had something like five already. Oh yeah, Stevens. They're like I think second. I think towards the bottom of their district, but they had six. Yeah, Harry had mentioned they had six ties, or like five or six ties in their district play. So, uh, region four, six, a region four class six, a score update final final in men's soccer, uh, Brandeis two and Churchill one. So local San Antonio area just went, just went final. I mean, like if you look at Allen, the the ties they had, they've tied Wakeland, they've tied prosper, they've tied McKinney Boyd. So, you know, and Stony and Rock Rock Stony Point. So those are some quality teams as far as their ties, you know, so it's no, no shame. And then those could have gotten easily be losses too as well. Correct. Yeah, you know, this is a solid like this is a solid top ten and and really even you know top twenty. Um, that yeah, yeah. This this I'm ready for the tournament to get going. <laughs> we still got right. games to play out though. You know, we got to like, figure out the seating and uh, you know, there's a couple districts where who you know three through six is kind of you know they they got to mm-hmm. say so as well. And I can tell you right now, the way this is starting to shape up, there are going to be some number fours that are your there are not traditional number fours, and they're going to be the type that nobody wants to play. Right? They're like, great, we just won a district title, and we get ins- <laughs> insert quality, you know, perennial power program that is sitting there at a four, right, or maybe even a three. Um, so yeah, you're going to see that in all the classifications this year. So it's going to make for some uh, for some drama for sure. So all right, Rafa, eleven through fifteen. So we have Bernie at 11. They're creeping on, uh, knocking into the top 10. Uh, they've just been, you know, destroying everybody there in their district. Um, I think they're the ones that can challenge Palestine. Uh, uh, to me, I still think Bernie's going to be the favorite. I think they're going to do the three-peat. Um, uh, sorry about Diamond Hill Jarvis <laughs> about that, about the three-peat. But Diamond Hill, I think they could make it, to, I think, to the – to the final four, maybe they'll match up with Bernie in the semifinals or in the final. That'd be great, or right. with, or with Palestine. So, two quality four eight teams there, you know, back to back. 
Pasadena Adobe, another great team for Houston area that's under the radar. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they could do some damage in the playoffs. Uh, Kilgore, another 4A, uh, maybe the one team that could challenge Palestine out in East Texas. You know, I think that'll be a, that could be a re- good regional final there. And then round rounding up, have the Woodlands 15 2 and 1. Uh, they've kind of bounced back some little early kind of couple losses on the but they've been rolling there in their in their district play yeah 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 i don't think nothing too crazy on my end to go over in this group here i mean you have coach strong and it's kind of uh hey they're, they're the champs until someone officially knocks them off right um so yeah and he's got you know coach strong again he's got that super mustache going so they're gonna be hard to beat in the playoffs <laughs> man so i don't know so now, if you can get all the boys to go to grow that kind of mustache down the playoffs, that'll mm-hmm. that'll be fun stuff. Yeah. So, thoughts on they the all go blonde. They, they go all blonde, I think, for the playoffs. I believe. Yeah, I tell them be careful with that. I did that one year, and then look what happened to my hair. So, um, <laughs> so eleven through fifteen thoughts, Steve. Yeah, so it doesn't really uh, taper off that much. I mean, you've got you know two-time defending champion at eleven. You've got Diamond Hill Jarvis, who's there you know, consistently at state uh, recently, as of late, um, Pasadena Doby, another team that's just had a really, really solid season. And, uh, you know, that it, like I said, it, it hasn't really tapered off yet. Like these are solid quality programs that, you know, are, uh, you know, have their say so in, in what's going on with Texas high school soccer on the boys yeah. side. So. Yeah. And our next five in Rafa. So the next five in, and, and there were some changes, and now we have some teams that flew on the radar and really now have kind of shown what they have. And these are your your kind of your dark horses here, like Houston Wisdom, 17-0. and 0. I think there might be one of the few Houston te- area teams that are un- still undefeated. Um, so keep an eye on them. Uh, El Paso Andres, like Jesse, mes- Jesse mm-hmm. mentioned, yeah, uh, Jesse just could, hit on it. What did he say? 17-game winning streak, I think is what he said. They could be the second-best team in El Paso for the boys, you know. I yeah. mean, or, you know, or at least top three with them in the East Lake and Bel Air. Uh, they're, in that same classification. they're in that same classification with Bel Air. So they may, could see the, they could see each other in the quarterfinal. So that's mm-hmm. that's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, three, I have San Antonio Southwest. They've been very consistent. Um uh, I think they've become they've taken over as far as I know. Alamo Heights recently had a loss, so, you know, a bad loss with Edison, but, but like I said, but the Edison team really good team. So Southwest has kind of taken over that. Okay, we're probably the top you know five eight team in the area, and they, like I said, uh, the only losses against Los Fresnos, which is one of the best Valley teams for six A. Uh, Tyler Legacy, they're still chugging along. Like I said had a couple ties, but you know they're still one of the better teams out in East Texas. And then another surprise from the Panhandle. Uh, keep an eye on these guys: Amarillo Paladuro, fifteen and mm-hmm. one. They've been blowing out some teams, like they blow out Amarillo High and Tascosa. That's those are those are some good teams <laughs> that they've been knocking off in their district play. So keep an eye on them. They may they may could be the uh, dark horse going to deep deep into the you know get into the regional finals. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely, I'm, I'm not going to pretend to have a ton of information on Houston wisdom. So yeah. So that's one we're going to have to look at a little closer, but you know, the rest of this group, two, three, and four, for sure. Very familiar with them. And particularly, you know, El Paso Andres, it's good to see them going on a run like this. 
And uh, so both, I mean, both of their teams, their girls team is very hot as well right now. And then Southwest. Yeah. Southwest has kind of been that model of consistency right in their district. So, uh, but yeah, Amarillo Palo Duro's, uh, that's a, that's an interesting one. That's a fun one. Steve. Yeah. This is the only uh, five that I kind of would have a, uh, you know, a question on just uh, some of the names are not, you know, I'm not too, too familiar with some of these, but, you know, there were some other teams that I would have liked to have seen and get a little bit recognition that I'll bring up. Uh, Austin Bowie's having a really good season um, up north of us and on the boys' side. So um, that's one that I would have liked to have seen in this, uh, you know, top five or next five in, I should say. And then another one in the DFW area is uh, Frisco Heritage that uh, is also having a good season in 5A um, that I would have liked to you know, possibly seen here in the yeah. next five in as well. Um, and, you know, San Antonio Southwest, historically, you know, they do really well regular season, but it always comes uh, play around playoff time that they've, you know, always have a, uh, a tough time with the Valley teams, um, you know, right. around tournament time, you know, second, third round now, probably third. Well, round. Last, last year was Georgetown that knocked them off. The George, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So what, the, what so, the issue with them is, is, is their schedule. They're not, a, in a, I know they had some close calls in a couple of district games, but they haven't really been challenged. I think mm -hmm. the issue is, and that's what I talked to with Harry, you have to have a very strong non-district schedule. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see them play, you know, maybe Northeast Elite Showcase or, or Hills or a uh, 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 you're going to teams that you're going to see in, I know they did go to to the Georgetown tournament, but some of the teams they played were not at the at the caliber that you see that go to Georgetown, you know, consistently. That's what they need to start scheduling, and I, I think if they schedule those teams, I think they can take the next step and challenge for that for that regional title to get into Georgetown. Right. Yeah, right. kind of the same discussion we had with you know, and we'll get into uh, Region Four a little bit uh, later, but. Uh, District 27, 5A with Alamo Heights getting put in there with SAISD, you know, and the toughness of that schedule, you know, on the girls side, we spoke about how, you know, they just knocked off the number, the second place team, you know, 10-0. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, it looks like they're, you know, still, you know, playing, you know, everyone's like going all in, you know, in, in their right. matches. And even though the caliber might, might not be there, of their opponent each and every match, you know, they're still showing their dominance in that district. And like Rafa said, that was a statement game, you know, for, for everyone, not just their opponents in their district, but going into, you know, coming into March, they're making those, uh, those statements by the, uh, by the results that they're putting out. So, yeah, I mean, with Southwest, um, they've had some close matches though, as well, you know, so then with legacy, <laughs> Mm -hmm. The one one thing about like you mentioned about uh, like Austin Bowie, they're like right there. Another, I'm gonna I'll mention a couple other teams also we're considering. Uh, Lubbock Monterey, they're 15-0 and three. Uh, we have Brownsville Porter at 18-2 and one. Uh, for four A San Angelo Lakeview boys, they're actually 15-0 and one. Out in East, out in Houston, Aldi MacArthur 15-0 and two. So there's other teams that are kind of right there on the brink. Uh, Od uh, Fort Worth, Od Wyatt, sixteen mm -hmm. one and two. So there's I one. Just wanted uh, to mention them. There's one out of the capital city that I will mention in a little bit in our in our team sticker awards. 
that I feel is probably knocking on the door in this next five in. If not, maybe you can you can definitely make the argument mm-hmm. that they should be in the next five in for sure. So, all right, that's going to do it for the latest RPI. We may get uh, Rafa. We may get maybe one more RPI right before the playoffs. Yeah, we're looking to see who who tops it out, who tops out the the final yeah final rankings for the for the regular season. All right, all right. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor, College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athlete. And we are back with uh, episode six of Inside Texas High School Soccer. I am Hector Cano, joined by fellow co-hosts Rafa Castorena and Steve Sanchez. All right, we are going to segue over now to our region four. So our final region, we've been doing previews. At this point, we're calling the region, the region four, we're calling it an overview because it's too late for a preview. Uh, but uh, in case you're joining us for the first time, what we do on these is we do not go through every single district team by team, but what we're going to do is highlight highlight a couple of districts, highlight a couple of teams that can serve as as uh, front runners, then maybe also some some dark horses and maybe even some Cinderellas that could make some noise in the playoffs. So, all right, let me go ahead and bring that up real quick. All right, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to start off. We're going to start off with the girls side for a. See, let me try to zoom in here a little bit. Hopefully you guys can see that to a certain extent. Um, all right, so. Uh, it's a little too much. All right, so Region 4, uh, Class 4A. Uh, thoughts on this one, gentlemen? So um, not too many teams on, on my end um, to kind of uh, put out there, but the ones – I think the front runner right now is, is uh, in the 26 district, which is Bernie. Um, as well as uh, as Wimberley, there they've been putting uh, putting a good uh, season together for uh, within that district, but um, historically we don't have uh, that many uh, schools that are you know repeating year after year that I've that I kind of noticed. Yeah, one one team that I would I would I would like to highlight to say just hey just 
continue to keep your eyes on keep your eyes on them is and they've been solid throughout the year not non-district and district is in uh is in 25 4a you have <clears throat> burnett so the burnett bulldogs uh they they will given the right matchup i think they're going to present some problems for somebody it's just going to be a matter of where they fall in line uh and what the matchup will be but they will see obviously they'll see somebody from 20 from 26 4a rafa yeah i think they're probably the one team that you know from that that probably could win uh a playoff game because like i said you look at district 20 you know 26, 26 it's yeah. It's it's all it's all, all all been Bernie, but then you have Wimberley and, and Davenport, and mm-hmm. I, I think those I think those three teams will advance. So Burnett, you know, winning the district title, I think they should have no problem, you know, beating maybe Canyon Lake or or, or Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at the other, you know, as far as four A girls, you know, who can contend with those three? You know, I guess besides Burnett, uh, maybe Cooper's Christy Cal, and you know, may, they had that run uh, two years ago, and. You know, keep an yep. eye on them. Yeah. You know, they beat they did beat up they did beat Bernie a few years ago. So they had another deep run. Everybody. They had another deep run last year as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but Bernie. Right now the district leader for, for twenty nine is, is London and then you've got Jones second place and you got Cal Allen, Cal Allen right there at third. So third. Um, you know, London could be another team that could, you know, make a run later on and, and they're you know, uh, on the right side of the bracket as well, you know, uh, against the other, uh, the Valley districts. Yeah. Yeah. You look for 26, 26, four, a will definitely do some damage in, uh, in, in the opening rounds in your by district and area rounds for sure. Um, and then the other, on that side of the bracket, maybe the only other one that kind of jumps out to me that, that could play a factor given the right, uh, the right matchup. Could potentially be Pleasanton up in uh, 28-4A as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also Valdez too, because like I said, they they had a run last year. They had a really good record, but they lost to Bernie. It was a close. I was I actually uh, went to that game live stream that game. It was a close game into the half mm-hmm. until Bernie finally kind of pulled away. Another one to mention. Keep an eye on maybe Lavernia. Um, mm. I know that's a, some disappointing games lately, but maybe they'll get fix that and then. Uh, as far as any of the Valley teams, I just don't see any Valley teams, com- you know, com- you know, maybe contending against some of the, the you know, especially at the top three for 26. Yeah, these 31 and 32 teams last year, granted the districts look different, but last year these ideas of the world, they uh, they did more damage on the boys' side, if I recall, than on the girls' mm-hmm. side. So I don't yeah, know. and 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 no disrespect to you know District 30, 31, and 32. It we we've never had a region four uh winner from from on the girl side from any of those uh districts so you know i don't i don't mean any kind of disrespect it's just historically speaking you know um we just you know that's all tasks yeah. yeah so yeah yeah all right switching over to the boys side so same thing same uh, same districts thoughts bernie hidalgo <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's just Bernie. I don't it's think Hidalgo. Ha, I, I don't. I don't think Hidalgo really? has enough to beat Bernie. Nope. They the last two years Bernie's owned them, and and to me Bernie as a as a higher level of play as far as technical wise compared to the other teams. And now now you have some teams that may kind of do some you know may kind of could, could catch you off guard. 
Um, two of the teams I've been keeping an eye on is, is Memorial and Kennedy. Uh, they've, they've that drop down from five A to four A has really helped them. Uh, I thought Lavernia was going to run away that district. They're having a hard time with those with those with the, those other two schools for that district. So you know those those three teams are maybe. You know, could could do so that I think also Corpus Christi, London, the boys. I think they've been doing well too. Uh, it's another team that could be a lot, but you know, um, Progreso, like I said, they want to say before. You know, they got a good team, but I think it's just Bernie and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, pretty. That that I agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I I do think Hidalgo historically they're they're usually there and 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 make a run, but. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I think out of the other district uh, that you had mentioned, uh, Beville Jones is actually uh, in District 29. They're they're the front runner right now. Mm-hmm. They're leading that district. So, um, but I think Bernie has higher aspirations than just Region Four. Um, Correct. They just are. You know, it, it's they're just a machine right now. Yeah. Well, look what they did last year. They were down a couple games, like a goal, and then they end up blowing out the teams like six, seven, one. I, I mean, they're like as like Coach kind of mentioned about you know we've been there, done that. That's the attitude they have is like until you beat us, we're we're just gonna keep rolling along. Right. Yeah, and, and they know what it takes. They, yeah, they Correct. they know what it takes to uh, not just rent, win the region, but <laughs> take state. So, um, yeah, they, they're. They're the front runners for but sure. There's something to be said. There's something to be said. I, I I hit on it every year, and you'll hear me once we get into the playoff editions of Inside Texas High School Soccer. Is once we get into that right that second season as we bill it right the the playoffs. This is where um, styles right styles make matchups, but also this is where coaching starts to show right. This is where coaching matters and the adjustments that you can make, especially when you start getting in a couple of rounds deep into the playoffs. Right, so. All right, we're going to switch over. That's going to do it for 4A. We'll move over now. So switching over to 5A, starting with uh, starting with uh, the girls again. Let me see here. Let's see if I can hit on all of them here. Almost all. All right. So region uh, region four girls five a uh, yeah. thoughts gentlemen yeah this is going to be interesting and it kind of just comes down to what I think is just you know uh, twenty district twenty five through twenty seven and and really only a team out of district twenty seven is going to be Alamo Heights that can kind of really make that deep deep run um, they're just on a on a roll right now but uh, Smithson Valley. In 26, Piper in 26, and Cedar Park in 25 probably have something to say about that. Um, that's kind of where I see this region going. Um, those are the teams that you're going to really have to, you know, have a give 110 percent to to kind of get through those teams. So you don't want to see them on your side of the bracket, and if you do, you got to play pretty flawless to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, knock those teams off. And you cannot ignore these. You cannot ignore these squads out of thirty-two, out of District Thirty-two. Um, I think but, more thirty-one. Yeah. I think McAllen. You do not want to, like I said, McAllen McKay, had yeah, that McKay, run. McKay, yeah. They have some talent, and they can uh, probably upset uh, one of the San Antonio Austin teams. Uh, another team to keep an eye on is that Corporate Christie Veterans Memorial. 
and uh, them and um, and Gregory Portland. They've made some runs, of, you know, some deep runs last mm-hmm. couple of years too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can for District Twenty Eight, can Southwest girls take that next step? You know, you know, the, the, can they be one of those t- District Twenty Six teams or Twenty Five teams? I know we're Twenty Five, we have Cedar Park, but also keep an eye on Le- uh, Liberty Hill and Leander. You know, they have some quality players too. Um, so it's a big, it's a mixed bag. It's like you mentioned, coach, it's going to be about maybe matchups, but to me, mm-hmm. my favorite is going to be Bernie champion because they're, they're, ro- they're rolling right now. Yeah. You say Bernie champion. I'm not Bernie champion. Excuse me. I'm at Spencer Valley. Sorry about Listen, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, 26, you know, 26, five, a regardless, I think is going to make some, they're going to do some damage in the first couple of rounds uh, for sure. So, but yeah, Smithson Valley is looking great. I mean, had big win over Piper right in the rivalry. And can't you know <clears throat> champion, right? Champion is Bernie Champion is one of those that we talked about. Is could you imagine if somehow they end up they end up the four seed, right? I would not want to be that one seed out of 25 5A having to play Bernie Champion as a four seed, right? Which is right uh, now, I think it's Cedar Park right now is the yeah. number uh right. number one seed if we were to end today. So um, but that I mean that's yeah, 20, 26. And that's not saying that's not saying they're going to end up the four A, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a matter of, I think they're they're getting healthy. They have a lot of experience, and then they have a you know they have a coach Carol Walters, who's a very seasoned coach, a very experienced coach who knows who knows how to navigate. I mean, you look at they had the uh, the shocker of the year last year versus mm-hmm. Dripping Springs, right? She knows how to get her teams up for big games. So yeah, region champion, defending region champ. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, any anyone else before we switch over to the boys? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay, so we switch over. So, on the boys' side, uh, initial thoughts, Steve. Sure. So this one's a lot wider uh, range. You've got um, District Twenty Six. You've got Piper. You've got Champion Bernie Champion uh, Smithson Valley uh, Twenty Seven. Mainly going to be Alamo Heights again, just like the girls' side. Twenty-eight, you've got Southwest. That uh, you know, they they like we spoke about er- them earlier in Drafas RPI uh, that makes that deep run. Um, what is Lincoln in District Thirty is another team that mm-hmm. is there uh, annually. Uh, you got Valley View in thirty-one, and you got the the Brownsvilles in. In 32, with Porter currently uh, leading that district and Lopez right behind him. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of my front runners for um, that that I see on the uh, 5A boys side for Region Four. Rafa, I think this this is wide open. I don't think mm-hmm. there's a a true dominant team. Um, me, me, I think. Porter probably has the edge right now because of what they've been doing. Um, but you also have contenders, like I mentioned, like Southwest. Can Southwest step up and make a deep run and knock off? And they just said, like, on this side, they're on the this side. Can they knock off a team from 26 or 25, which they didn't do last year? You know, uh, but you also have a tough, like Steve went to see was that tough Cedar Park team that played, you know, Played Lee really tough early in the year, you know. So they they could be one. Then you have like I said, twenty six. 
like the Piper boys is a surprise of the year. You know, they've yeah. been yeah. consistent and that's one team you don't want to play. You know, I think they're, they're picking at the right time. Uh, if you look at 26, uh, district 29, I think right now, I think Victoria West is, you know, is up, but one apparently Flower Bluff is one of the teams that also, also gives trouble, you know, and then what is Lincoln moving down from six, eight to five way. Is that, you know, is that going to help them make a deep run? You know, into the you know into the regional tournament, but this like I said, they still have to face up. You know, can they knock off one of the Brazil teams, or even you know in the McAllen area, you, you have to worry about you know like I said, Valley View, uh, even PSJ Southwest has a good squad, and even the Sherryland too. So it's you know no no clear favorite, but mm-hmm. I think for me right now the edge I'm gonna give is is Brazil Porter right now. Yeah, yeah, you look at twenty-seven. You look at twenty-seven and twenty-eight five A, and one one of the things that I'm looking at is it. We could be potentially looking at a showdown in the regionals, right, between Southwest and and Alamo Heights, mm-hmm. right. What could that matchup potentially look like down the road, right? I think that 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 would be a match that I would love to see, right? It, yeah, if, yeah. If Southwest yeah. can get some, you know, get get that confidence in the in the playoffs, and be peaking at the right time, I think. Uh, I think that could be maybe the first major hurdle for Elmo Heights. So, so we'll see. Yeah, no, that that's, that's a good point. You know, once you start kind of filling out your bracket and okay, you know, pin this team against that team, that would be a great, great matchup to see if they, you know, they, they get through, uh, you know, the other thing you got to remember is there's no more dripping Springs in here and there's no more mm-hmm. Georgetown in here. So um, yeah. those are teams that are typically, you know, uh, right there at the end, but they're not in there anymore. So like Rafa and I said, this is very, very open for uh, 5A boys. Uh, another team I, I just uh, forgot about is uh, Roust, you know, from Leander. That's another team that, uh, you know, it, it could possibly – I know they got to the region quarterfinals last year, so that's another team that, and you know, got – their experience last year. So we'll see what they can do come playoff time. But I know that they're the front runner in district 25 currently. So a little teaser here. There is a, there is a team in 25, 5A on the boys side right now that will, when we get the team sticker awards, they, they are one, they are my team sticker award team and, uh, and definitely not getting the respect that I think that they deserve uh, out of 25, 5A. So we'll come back to that one later. So, All right, that's going to do it for 2025 5A, or I mean for 5A, I should say. Boys. We move over, correct, we move over to 6A, Region 4, 6A. Should be able to get all of them here. All right, so 6A, uh, we could probably spend 30 minutes just talking about this one. So, uh, <laughs> thoughts, gentlemen, let's go uh, with boys with boys or girls? Oh, girls. girls. Sorry, girls. Yeah, girls. Well, the last few years for the girls for six has been dominated by by District Twenty Six. It's been the Austin teams, you know. Mm-hmm. And finally, San Antonio kind of broke through to get into the regionals. But like I said, Westlake ended up winning winning the you know the the re, the region and going into to state. So, is is this going to play be that case again this year? You know, you know, we did go see, like I said, me and Steve did go see the Reagan girls and they put on a show. They did. I think mm-hmm. they're starting to starting to play a lot better. I know they lost one of the key players to AM. Um, 
but they're still, I think they're yeah. still a very dangerous team. Taylor another Jernigan. dangerous team. Yeah, Taylor yeah. Jernigan. And then, like I said, you also have Johnson, another dangerous team. They knocked off, uh, that the, probably the biggest upset was knocking off Lake Travis, you know, in that second round game. So, you know, that's another quality team. Lee, that was another one that we thought, you know, it's they won tonight. So hopefully that'll <laughs> kickstart kick things. But off the schneid. Uh, off the schneid, you know, but, you know, usually, like I said, the tension is going right now. It's the Austin teams like your Vandergrift, your Ron Rock High, your Lake Travis, and your Westlake. But then now you have the kind of like the, the boogeyman out from dropping, <laughs> moving up from 5A to 6A is the Drippy Street girls. I, you do not want to play them, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the playoffs because they give you matchup problems. And who was that again? Who, who are you talking the about? The Drippy, Drippy Springs. Oh. So they're that's who you're putting the uh, the Kukui tag on. Drippy Springs? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the yeah they're the Kukui <laughs> for Region Four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. For that for that for that area. I wanted but to make sure I heard other, that right. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to the Drippy Streams booster. <laughs> to them, um, feel free to use that then, as your official uh, your official hashtag there, Dripping Springs. Well, and if you look at the our the Twitter, uh, my Twitter feed when I took a selfie with Rafa at, at Friday's match, he was sporting the Kukui beanie, the Dripping Springs. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Chef, but then you have other teams. Shout out to the boosters yeah. out at uh, Dripping Springs. They're awesome. And, but then you have other teams on the other side, the TAF, you know, man, what a great season they've done. I mean, they've, yeah, that one setback with Warren, hey, I mean, they weren't parked the bus. What, what can you do? But then you have also quality teams like O'Connor. Brennan's still a dangerous team. So they, yeah. you know, they'll, I think, honestly, if in the playoffs, they're going to sweep uh, District 30. Uh, District mm-hmm. 29 is going to sweep District 30. I believe they'll take care of business. But then the Valley, I just don't see anybody. Maybe I think the only one, maybe, because I did get to see the play was Los Fresnos because they had a zero-zero tie with Steel, mm-hmm. so Los Fresnos could meet, could you know, throw a monkey wrench and maybe sneak into the regionals from from the valley. So, but it's gonna be, it's gonna, I think to me, bottom line, it's Austin versus San Antonio, and, it's, and right now Austin's had right. had the the last lap the last couple of years. Yeah, Austin's yeah. had that upper hand uh, as of late, but I can totally see. Um, San Antonio possibly taking that back this year just due to the teams that uh, that uh, we've seen play around town. But uh, going back to Austin, you've got Round Rock, Vandergrift. Uh, Round Rock currently leading that District 25. Um, in District 26, Lake Travis is the number one seed currently. you got Drippin' Springs. Kukui is number two mm-hmm. uh, in that district. Um, I don't see any of one else oh Westlake yeah Westlake you got there um that that can probably make a run as well you know region defending region champ but um and then 27 it's more than likely just going to be New Braunfels that uh you know makes a run um and then you've got some powers in 28 with Reagan and Johnson that uh they gotta say so a big say so of what's going to be going on but that's a extremely tough matchup with District 29, because whoever gets um, third in, in, in District 29, because it looks like Taft's number one. Um, I think they've, they've, they pretty much, they pretty much clinched it. One seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that draw against Warren, but Brennan and O'Connor, you don't want to fall into the three seed. You want that second seed because you do not want to play 
uh, you know, the, uh, the Johnson or Reagan. That's going to be an extremely difficult by district match, first round match. That's on, they'll play. They play. They play District Thirty. So they'll be they'll playing be on, the Laredo yeah. teams. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. yeah. District. District. To me, District Thirty is not the as far as level yeah, play. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. They, they do not compare to twenty nine. They're gonna twenty nine is gonna sweep right. thirty. I, I'm gonna yeah. tell you that. Yeah. You're right. So, but that being said, Taft, Brennan, O'Connor. I mean, those are all quality teams. I've seen all three of those teams play, and I've even seen Warren play, and, and all, all all of those teams are, are quality. So that's why going back to the whole uh, San Antonio-Austin thing, I, I think San Antonio has a big say-so in who's going to be coming out of, out of Region 4. Yeah, this could be the year. You know, this could be the year where San Antonio kind of takes that back. And, and the thing know, with Taft and, and, is they're, they're, they're very young, so they'll be back next year yeah they're yeah, they're very well. physical very yeah they're, they're you very saw young. them you've seen them mature into the team that they are now over the going back to last year Duff and i were talking about that but uh but yeah i think the best thing that probably 27 and 28 6a have going for them here is that <clears throat> excuse me 25 25 and 26 6a they're gonna beat up on each other that's probably from that perspective because those you're talking about some those four playoff teams coming out of 25, 25, 6A and 26, 6A are going to be solid. They're going to be solid, right? They're going to be solid. So, so it's just going to be a, again, it'll come down to matchups and who's, you know, who's, who's staying healthy number of factors, obviously. But I think in this district or in this region, and you can make the argument on the boys side too, is that in this region, you kind of have every district has a distinct personality if you will with the exception of 276a 276a seems to be that tricky district right that is hard to figure out you right. don't you don't quite know what you're going to ultimately get out of it you know um and there it's and and there's no telling who will who will flat out win it and then who's gonna who can maybe do some damage um and maybe do a maybe a, an upset or two in the playoffs yeah, I think New Braunfels is pretty much the front runner for that district. Um, last I checked, they were 5-0 and 1, and Steele was in second at 3-1 and 2. So it looks like, you know, I know they've got about four or five more matches left, but it looks like New Braunfels is kind of going to uh, take that district. But uh, if while you're looking at this, you know, the whole 25 through 28 is very weighted as far as, you know, yeah. the, the top teams. And then once you look on the, you know, the, the opposite side, 29 through 32, you know, it's mainly going to be the North side. 29. Teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So they've, they've, uh, you know, his once again, no disrespect, but historically we have not seen a lot of uh, real grand RGB teams come out of um, our region on, on the girl side boys. Yes. The last team was McAllen, the McAllen girls, and that was the mm -hmm. last time. Right, right. All right, so let's switch over to the boys' side. So, again, same thing, region four, and let's have at it. Steve, start us off. Yeah, so once again, kind of uh, just so many good teams in, uh, in, in, this, in this region, and it's a little bit different from the girls because it's, it's a little bit more balanced. Uh, in District 25, you got Round Rock and you've got Westwood that are putting some solid team uh, seasons together. 
Um, and then you've got your defending state champ in 26, Lake Travis, and quietly putting a almost a perfect season together, just very quietly doing that, though. You know, um, no one's really – I mean, everyone's kind of got them on their radar, but until you see them, they're, you know, just, you know, trucking away, pull, put, putting all those wins together. Uh, but the other team that I wanted to mention was Bowie, which I did mention actually earlier. Uh is having a really good season. So District 26, you know, watch out for those two teams. Um, 27 is that tricky one again. Same thing on the boys' side. You don't really know what's going to be coming out of there. I think Clemens and New Braunfels are one and two in that district. Um, and coming out of District 28, you've got Lee, you got Reagan, you got Jan Johnson, you got Branda. I mean, all four of those teams are solid teams and, and can make deep runs. So um, you know, uh, whoever is facing them in District 27, that's going to be a tough task against those uh, uh, Northeast schools in District 28. Um, Harlan and O'Connor in District 29, and, and Warren's even putting a, a solid season together um, here in Region 4 as well. Uh, then I'm going to skip Rafa's district 30 and I'm going to jump over to 32. Uh, <laughs> I'll let Rafa cover that. Uh, but Brownsville Rivera is, is got a, you know, another quality season going on with a pretty uh, remarkable record going on down there in the, in the Valley. Um, and Los Fresnos as well is yeah. another one to be reckoned with. That's all I got, which is a lot. I mean, that that's, you know, uh, that's how the, the wide this this the region is for from the boys' right. side in six A. This is so much fun on the boys' side for sure. So. Elite, elite Rafa, as Harry put it earlier. Uh, what do you got, buddy? I mean, what can you say about like Travis? I mean, they're still they're chugging along. You know, everybody thought they'd probably take a hit because of, you know I know they took a hit because of graduation and maybe they maybe lose a step a little bit, but they've been consistent and. I know it's like the old saying goes: "To be the man, you got to beat the man," and that, and that's and that's in the situation. Yeah, woo, yeah. So they gotta. I think they'll they'll do. I think they'll go going deep. Um, if they match up with Lee, we'll see what happens there. Maybe the third, you know, the third, you know, the, the part of the trilogy there. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. those those are the two teams. I think. Uh, they're the I think the cream the cream of the crop as far as the region four, but like I said, yeah, other cool quality teams like Vandergriff, you know, Ron Rock, uh, the Westlake boys. There's been a, there's disappointment this year. You know, they've kind of struggled a bit. Mm -hmm. Still have Dripping Springs, still a dangerous team, even though they dropped they moved up, got quality players. But then you have the teams from District 28 that could do some damage, especially like like I said, not only Lee, but you also have Johnson, Reagan, and and Brandeis, and they could cause some problems with some of those Austin teams. Uh, for District 29, it's it's, it's all Harlan. Uh, I think you know good good year from from Warren. Warren could uh, maybe win it, win a couple games, you know, and maybe sneak into a quarterfinal. Mm -hmm. uh, District 30, uh, I think the top team there is Alexander. I know they tied recently against my old team. Uh, but I think Alex Alexander's had their number, especially they've eliminated in the last two years in the regional quarterfinal. It's just like I said, the, the coaching there, Alexander, you know, you know, a lot better, like as far as board prepared, you know, the last two, you know, for those two years that they faced each other. Um, and then your Valley teams, uh, Rivera, 
I mean, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they that yeah. could be that yeah. dark horse that, and they may give some matchup problems with some, maybe if they do sneak into that regional tournament, you know, the, you know, their players are quality and, you know, they're very, you know, they work hard. Um, you know, because in the past, you've seen some of the Valley teams upset some of these teams from the San Antonio or Austin and they've right. gone on to win state. Um, another team to keep out is also Los Fresnos, too. I think they got, you know, like I said, they're they actually the one team that beat Southwest, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that was at Southwest. So, you know, keep an eye on them. I think they could also do surprise a couple of teams. But right now, that you know, kind of neck and neck right now, it's going to be like, Tra- I think it's like Travis and Lee as far as supremacy for Region 4. Yeah, and you talked about upsets, and I think, make no mistake about it, I think if I had to put my money on a, in Region 4, a classification on one side of the house, on the boys' side, if there's a classification where you could stand to see a lot of a lot of upsets that create chaos in maybe your by-district or area rounds, it, I think it would be this one. I think it would be 6A. Uh, mm-hmm. Just by virtue of some of the matchups that we're going to see. I mean, you can make the argument, <clears throat> excuse me, you can make the argument for on the girls' side as well in 6A, but I think this is going to be, this is going to be an interesting one just because you have, again, it, it so much of it is the styles make for the matchups and you have some, some very well experienced coaches here sprinkled out across a lot of these programs um, that they know how to, they know how to manage the playoffs. Yeah, and going back to Brownsville Rivera, they uh, they're sixteen four and two so far, and one of those losses was to Bernie earlier this year, one uh, zero loss. So, you know the those those Rio Grande RGV Valley teams, uh, they're always so disciplined. Whenever you know you you see them play, and it starts with their their warm up. You know when they're warming up, they do their exercise in unison and, you know, they, they attack together, they defend together. They, you know, they play with a lot of corazón, you know, when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're playing. So, um, you know, one of my favorite teams was the Rivera team that won state. I forgot which year. Yeah, it was, it was a 35 and no team. I think that was probably the yeah. best team I've ever seen play. I mean, yeah, they really were was. technically, you know, maybe compared to maybe like a like the dripping screen girls that won state the year before, or they're even the South Lake Carroll teams, right? For the girls, yeah. mm-hmm. this for the boys side, that team was probably the probably the, one of the best of all time because they yeah. really they look like a professional team touching the ball and they shredded that region tournament. They shredded everybody and then they just walked in, took care of business in state. Well, we could have another one of those this year on the girl side. Yeah, yeah, region yeah, one. Just- Potential historic team, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. All right, that is going to do it for our Region Four overview. So, a special thanks to uh, to Rafa and Steve as well. A lot of a lot of great potential matchups. I think this when we start seeing this now that we've seen it kind of all through all four regions, and we know what the district races are kind of starting to look like as well. It just kind of I don't know, kind of has me salivating. Just I'm like Steve, just ready for the playoffs, right? Ready for the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, so that's going to do it again for our Region Four overview. So we can go ahead, we can transition over to our game balls and team sticker awards. But before, before we do that, let me tell you about our good friends at Gipper. Uh, so, as you know, we've been partnered with Gipper for about seven months, now going on eight months. Gipper is a way that schools, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. 
Join over 2,500 coaches and ADs and use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part, anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. The other best part is if just for being a 50-50 podcast listener, supporter, if you're interested, automatically you're going to we're going to be able to save you 10% off any first time off any first time Gipper purchase. So any annual package, all you got to do is go to gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. Again, that's gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. And you can save up to 10% off any first time Gipper purchase. So please be sure to check them out. All right, gentlemen, game balls. So I'll go ahead and I'll lead us off on this one. Uh, so what we do here, so, so it's kind of a newer wrinkle that we've added to Inside Texas High School Soccer is acknowledging different players uh, across the state. Sometimes we can do, we can do, uh, or coaches as well. We can do one on each side of the house on, you know, on the men's side, on the women's side, coaches as well. Or if we just see something that really captures us, maybe two dynamite players or two dynamite coaches on one particular side, whatever, no rules. We, uh, we make the rules here. So, but we're, we're, the whole point is trying to, trying to acknowledge and showcase some of our, uh, some of our student athletes, some of our coaches that are getting it done. So, all right. So my first game ball on the, uh, the girl side of the house is going to be to the uh, junior forward out of San Antonio Taft, uh, Leila Rangel, who, so she is the leader, right? The leader, one of the leaders, I should say, for an undefeated uh, 29-6A first place, San Antonio Taft, who is currently undefeated 14-0-1, had a very, very, very big match versus O'Connor last Tuesday, and uh, they in which they won five to five to two. Correct? You check me on that. I think it was five to two, but mm -hmm. uh, she had four goals. And uh, big shout out to her as well. Uh, she was also selected as the. San Antonio Express News Player of the Week just today as well, earlier today. So big shout out to her, along with all her teammates over at San Antonio Taft. So, uh, and then on the boys' side, on the men's soccer side, staying, going to try to, going to stay, not try, but going to stay in the San Antonio area for this one, only because he's been doing, he's been having some dynamite performances, honestly, for the length of the season. He is 2023 senior. Jesus Blanco, the San Antonio league goalkeeper, who's allowed all of a whopping three goals the entire season for an undefeated San Antonio league squad. He is, uh, Rafa, check me on this. I believe he's a A&M, Texas A&M, San Antonio mm -hmm. commit, correct? Yes. And, uh, had a great, had a great phenomenal dual matchup that you got, you all got to see that the game that you all covered along with Sean Mativi of Reagan, in which the goalkeepers were, were the standouts, right? In a nil-nil, in a nil-nil draw. So, uh, but yeah, those are my two there. Again, junior Leila Rangel of San Antonio Taft and senior Jesus Blanco of San Antonio Lee. So, Rafa? So my game ball, for, first for the girls, goes to uh, Ava Bailey. She's from Kempner High School in the Houston area. Uh, great week. She actually set a season high with uh, four goals. She had two assists and an 8-0 shutout on or Ben Marshall to start, you know, you know, for their district play, and then for the boys' side, a dear friend of mine I've known for a long time, uh, Coach Arturo Trevino from Full Share High School, also in the Houston era. He just racked up his 250th win. So congratulations on him! All right, congrats. And tell us the story again, Coach. What's the connection there? <laughs> Excuse me. Funny that you mentioned that. Um, uh, he actually, I, he was introduced. I, I got introduced to him. 
when he coached at Martin High School with an ex-girlfriend of mine that was a teacher uh, there at Martin. And actually, the funny thing is I bumped into her today at one of the college fairs. Oh, she's wow. now a counselor. Well, a, she's a counselor, not United South. So shout out I'm to not her. giving she's you bad watching. juju there, am I? I'm sorry if I am. Sorry. No. no everything's cool there. But that's how we yeah. met. And, you know, he he, could, he did a great job in Martin. And then he went up to Katie Meade Creek, which, which that program was like in the dumps. And he really turned that program around, made him to a contender. You know, that Katie district, you know how tough that district is. Yeah, he made, yeah. you know, got into the playoffs and then great opportunity to open up the full, you know, start the full shear program. And he's, you know, he's done great ever since. So, so congratulations to him on getting his 250th win. Awesome. Steve. Very cool. Um, so going back to yours, Hector, Layla Rangel. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, I, I've actually, um, I haven't coached her, but she used to play at Dallas with Dallas Texans. Back in the day, um, a lot of those actually, uh, a lot of those Taft girls like her, Jordan, um, Alexia, um, Bryn, uh, they they all grew up playing Dallas Texans and they were coached by a guy named Steve Abbott, Coach Abbott. So him and I uh, coached together and uh, unfortunately, uh, he passed, Steve passed mm-hmm. away in uh, early uh, January of uh, 2018. So um, I recognize a lot of those girls that were on Steve Abbott's team. And Steve was just a remarkable uh, coach, unbelievable, and even better person. So it was, uh, I still remember those phone calls whenever I'd call him or he'd call me, hey, Coach Steve, it's Coach Steve. So I <laughs> miss him a lot. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, a lot of those girls are, are uh, putting a smile on Coach Steve's face. Yeah. Not this well. This coach Steve and the other coach, right. especially the other coach Steve. Yeah. So, uh, but and yeah, and segueing in that. So I got to mention it since you mentioned it, right? I, I'm sure Coach Steve or the Steves would be proud of the fact. Big shout out to uh, 2024 out of San Antonio Taft as well, Jordan Matthews, who you just mentioned, who was a announced her commitment, verbal commitment to uh, UTRGV uh, earlier today. So Very big. Cool. So big shout out to her. So sorry that's, about that, Steve. Go ahead. That's no, that's 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 really good. Good to see. And she comes from from great parents with uh, Nikki and, and Jonathan. So uh, friends with them as well. So, uh, you know, uh, congratulations to to Layla, the Taft girls. Uh, also, I got to say uh, uh, hello to the, the Taft coach as well, who actually his daughter plays for for Premier. And he stopped by our, our uh, field last Wednesday and and said coach steve you know from the 50 50 and i said yeah so you know i got a chance to spend some time with uh, scott davis as well uh last week so uh really really good guy and um but yeah that i just wanted to add that to uh as far as the you know the the layla rangel and, and Taft. but uh, just have to say that about coach steve he's he's missed all over you know uh the far west side of uh Northwest side of San Antonio by, by many. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely made an impact on, on the sport for, um, for San Antonio, especially on the, on the girl side. Awesome. So awesome. that being said, uh, my game ball is going to a player from a school that is kind of more along the lines of a, a football school, uh, Louisville farmers. You don't hear too much about them on the, uh, the other football side, the soccer side. Uh, but a, a player by the name of DJ Kulai. 
and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm if I didn't, I apologize. But his last name is spelled K-O-U-L-A-I, and he's a senior at uh, at Louisville. And um, they put together a, a record of 12, three and four and in district. They're currently third and they're uh, four, three and three. But DJ in the last five matches, um, he's on a he's scored in all five of those. And he's at 11 goals and three assists in those matches. So, you know, um, congratulations to, to DJ as well as uh, Louisville for uh, you know, like I said, you, you usually see Louisville Marcus, but you don't really see, you know, Louisville, right. uh, the farmers. Um, but uh, but yeah, congratulations to, to him and, and hopefully he keeps that uh, that streak going. Awesome. Great stuff. Awesome. And great story. Thank you for sharing that with us as well, Steve. That's really, really great stuff. Good insight as well. So. All right. Team stickers. Uh, I'll go ahead and lead us off as well. So. Uh, team stickers. So this is where we kind of want to shout and give a shout out, acknowledge teams that have kind of, maybe they're not in the RPI, right? Cause only really only 20 that can ultimately make the RPI, but teams that are getting our attention teams that maybe we feel should be getting more of a, a bigger shout out, begin a little bit more of the respect, a little bit more of the love. And, uh, but we definitely have them on our radar, <clears throat> excuse me. And so starting off on the girls side, the Abilene Eagles. All right. So, out of District 45A. So Coach Tiffany Van Hoos has them, their first year coach, Tiffany Van Hoos, has them. They're 12, 1 and 2 overall in first place, undefeated in District 45A. So um, kind of probably, I would say, in 5A, maybe potentially one of the biggest surprises on the girls' side in 5A this year. So, and then on the boys' side, uh, 20, I've been kind of dropping hints to them. Steve mentioned them earlier. But a team that I feel is not not being spoken about anywhere near enough as they should be is the Leand- Leander Rouse Rebels, right? So, Coach Daryl Knight has them right now. For, they're fourteen one and two, first place, four one and one in district and twenty five five a. They have a six, 16 game unbeaten streak. Uh, I think they have two draws actually. They're four. I think they're four zero oh, and two, not four one and one. So, I believe they have two draws. Um, in district play, if I'm not mistaken, including one to second place, Glenn. So that's a team, you know, Coach Daryl Knight, who we had featured here on the 50-50 podcast back during the Tasco convention. That is a team to keep your eye on in 25-5A, uh, Leander Rouse Rebels. So, Rafa? Uh, so my game's sticker, because like I said, they've been kind of flying under the radar for 4A for the boys as the San Angelo Lakeview Chiefs. Uh, they're actually 15-0-1. They're 7-0 in district. Um, and they're, like I said, they could be one of those teams out there, you know, that could challenge, like I said, Ellie in the playoffs. So yeah. keep an eye on them. And then for my girls, like team sticker, I'm going to show, I'm show some love to Taps. I'm going to go with the the Brene Geneva girls with a big six-win Went over Cyprus. Thought you were going to say St. Mary's Hall, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Podcast is over. Podcast is over. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, go ahead. So, yeah, Bernie Geneva, the, the girls, you know, in taps, you know, they, they have a big, they got a big win over Cyprus Christian School. Right. So now they're right. going to face a district rival, uh, John Paul Church, John GP2. Yeah. Defending champion. But this should be a great game because the, the two games that they played has been very close. So maybe. Maybe mm. they pull off a Bernie champion like they did last, like Bernie, Bernie yeah. did with Dripping Springs. So good luck to you know, good luck to both teams. So, but my game stickers, you know, to the Bernie Geneva girls. Make no doubt about it. Is it, it's Taps, 
It's taps and it's 4A. It's the smallest classification in taps, but that will be one of the best games in the state played this week is uh, Geneva, Bernie Geneva and um, and Shirts uh, JP2 for sure. So two great quality programs. So it could good. compete again. It could compete against the 4A state final last year, right? That girls. Ooh, that's right. saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, so for the, the, the girls side, it's, uh, coming out of district, uh, 16 in the, uh, 6A side is, uh, uh, Bridgeland and they put a really solid, uh, season together so far and, and looking to make a deep run in the playoffs. Um, their record currently are 18 and one and I'm, I believe they're on a 18 game win streak so they lost uh, or I could be wrong I think they lost early in the in the season against uh friendship which is also Wofford uh in the, the RPI right so they're in that Cypress district and uh you know they're they're doing really good things and like I said um gonna be forced to be reckoned with come playoff time and uh 66 goals for and only eight allowed so you know, watch out for that, uh, the Bridge, Bridgeland girls team. Uh, for the boys, uh, I got to go taps also. Look at you uh, guys. It's, it's awesome. their, it's their, uh, it's their last week, you know, playing, uh, right, right. You know, with, with the state semifinal for the boys tomorrow and their final on Wednesday. And then, uh, you follow it up with the girls semifinal on Thursday and, and their finals on, on Friday. So, uh, my boys is the, uh, central Catholic boys here in San Antonio. So, uh, congratulations. I, I got to go, um, see their match with, uh, with my uncle, who's actually a central Catholic graduate. And, uh, one of my former players was, uh, their, their striker, Evan Pacheco, and just, you know, comes from an incredible family with, uh, his parents, Eve and, and Jeff and, um, all he's got three siblings and, and they're all boys. So poor Eve, you know, the, the mom, she has to deal with all those boys all the time, you know, but uh, no, they're, they're a good family. And, uh, but yeah, that, that central Catholic team is really, really solid team. Yeah. And uh, they, they beat uh, a team from Addison Trinity Christian Academy. That being said, Trinity Christian Academy's goalkeeper. I didn't catch his name, but whoever he is, Man, he played a remarkable game. Uh, Central won 3-0, but that is the best goalkeeper I've seen so far this year. Um, just some right. of the saves he was making on Central Catholic was just unbelievable. So um, hats off to the Trinity Christian Academy. I know they didn't really have a, a great season, but that goalkeeper, I mean, it, it could have been 8-9-0, but uh, he kept them in the match mm -hmm. for sure. So, uh, but yeah, no, Central Catholic, you know, good luck um tomorrow and uh really all the all the taps teams you know good luck try to get that uh title for your for your community yeah yeah and that's a, a big shout out i know you know big shout out to coach uh, ed cardi uh 5050 podcast alum we he was on he was like one of our very first episodes i think one of our first 10 maybe great interview uh, great yeah, interview. and a phenomenal coach and yeah he's i think you can make that argument that you know knock on wood i know he's gonna He's not going to be a big fan of me saying this, but I think that Central Catholic is is back. They've returned to their their form that we've known them uh, as of over the last maybe five years or so. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see again. Taps Taps uh, State uh, State Tournament kicks off tomorrow and runs through Saturday. What is Friday. it? Like? Friday. Is it? No, I think it runs through Saturday. Does it run through Saturday? I think whatever March. 
or no, maybe the third. Yeah, whatever the third is. Yeah, is that's, that that's Friday. Friday? Is that Friday? Is that Friday? Okay. Friday. So you got yeah, the yeah. boys semifinals. I'm yeah, I'm Tuesday. thinking Saturday is the third. So yeah, the third. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So good deal. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, that's uh that's pretty much gonna do it. Uh before we go, so quick announcement. Uh be on the lookout. Our next episode of uh the 5050 podcast, we will return this Thursday, March 2nd. Um I don't know why I was thinking March 3rd is Saturday, but Thursday, uh, Thursday, March 2nd, 8 p.m. Our next guest will be the head women's soccer coach of the Abilene High School Eagles, Coach Tiffany Van Hoos, who we just mentioned a minute ago in our Team Sticker Awards. Very excited for that one. She is doing phenomenal things in year one. You know, she's also she's a Harden Simmons, uh, Harden Simmons alum, former player there as well. So she's got them on the right track. Uh, so it's one of the many things that we see now more and more in Texas high school soccer is that we're seeing, for lack of better words, so- soccer people, right? Air quotes uh, in coaching positions for more and more of these programs, the experience level of more of these coaches. And that's not a knock on coaches who didn't play the game before. That's just it, as we all know, it helps when you have that experience. So, uh, so yeah, very excited about that one. Coach Tiffany Van Hoos, she will be on the next episode of uh, the 5050 podcast this Thursday, March 2nd at 8 p.m. So, gentlemen, that's going to do it. No more final thoughts. We're now calling it stoppage time, effective this episode. So, it's not, <laughs> so whatever your final thoughts, messages, thank you, shout outs, whatever you want to share, uh, you guys lead the way. The floor is yours, whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Uh, Rafa, uh, thank you for inviting me out. Uh, last Friday night, I got to do my first commentary. Play. Uh, I guess I was, I was the color guy, right? The, you know, <laughs> Rafa was doing the play-by-play, and and uh, so I was a little nervous doing it. But um, what do you think, Rafa? <laughs> Rafa, what do you think? In between, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and and even you know doing doing this, I always get a little nervous b- before the show. But you know, doing that, I was like, oh man, I've never done anything like that before. Takes and, a little to get used to, right? Takes a little. Uh-huh. Get used to. It does, but I I tell you what, it was so much fun. I had a I had a blast. I I mean, it was just you know uh, really cool. And the, to me, the games flew by. You know, they they went by pretty pretty quick. So you know, uh, shout out to. You know, SA uh, Soccer Roundtable, um, you know, follow them on Facebook if you want to uh, catch those games. It was the Lee Reagan boys and then the Lee Reagan girls. I know we had a little bit of audio issue in audio, the, yeah. you know, the middle of the first half for the boys and then all of the second half for the boys. So there's no audio there, but uh, for the girls match as well. But by the end of the girls match, I think I was instead of being nervous, I was more cold than anything. I was, you know, the, the weather really <laughs> dropped down and. That darn weather didn't want to decide uh, this weekend if it wanted to be hot or cold because being at the central game, I think I took my jacket on and then off and then on and off. But uh, but yeah, no, thank you for that. That was um, really fun, you know, doing that. And and I look forward to, you know, if you have me again to do do more matches. And uh, no. that, that was that was a lot of fun. So kind of a shout out to Rafa here. You know, I appreciate that. And um yeah, that's all I got for this week. Yeah, the, the, the key is remembering to it's, it's the opposite of of podcasting is you don't you don't don't talk all the time, right? You don't have to feel you don't have to feel that uh, what can be perceived as the awkward silence, right? So that's the difference when you're uh, when you're doing the live play by play commentary. 
Yeah, and I was wondering, you know, if I was ever going to do it. So, you know, in watching, you know, EPL and Champions League and this and that, they they don't talk through throughout the whole game. There's you got you know your five six seconds where it's just let them play, you know, and like let the audience just kind of right. see it. And so, um, well, that was the case for the second half of the, the boys' <laughs> match because we just let them play. Although we were the ones talking the whole half, and none of it was recorded, but. No, oh a, no! It didn't, uh, it didn't come through. Yeah, the, the the pill mic something. I guess they went off because I used the original <laughs> ones I had weren't work weren't working. So yeah, I used I used the backup, and then I think the backups I guess drained out. But luckily, I got my original ones back for the girls game to work on time. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I have a, I'm gonna something else. So hopefully that I should see what what it, what it was. I think might have that to go work. might have to go back to regular tradition the traditional <laughs> headsets, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I follow I follow um, like the Liga Mackey's guys, the U- Univision guys, like playable. Mm-hmm. I do the, I like to do their playable because like, they're always talking, but they also yeah. crack jokes and stuff during the games and stuff. <laughs> but I just haven't been able to do the the, the whole goal because I don't want to scare everybody there, <laughs> going going crazy. Yeah. So that's why that's I why do, we, I can't do my perro yeah. Bermudas. I can't do that. <laughs> I always make that right. argument though. I always make that argument that that's why that's part of the reason why. I like to, you know, it's good to be outside. I get it. It's on a case-by-case basis by the stadium, but I make the argument that our best broadcasts have probably been, at least for Rafa and I, in my opinion, our best broadcasts have been when we're, when we've been in the press box, right? Press where box. You can just, you can kind of feel more, more yourself. You're not inconveniencing other people in the stands. People aren't looking at you like, why is this guy talking to himself? You know, um, that kind of thing. So yeah. these two guys, what are these two knuckleheads <laughs> talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Rafa, stoppage time. Final thoughts. Stoppage time. Final thoughts. Like I said, um, yeah, check us out Thursday. Uh, we'll, I'll be on the time 20 talk around cast at seven, seven 30 ish. Uh, I will release round, uh, round the, cast or round two. Which one are we talking about? Round table, round, round table, round table. And the fat okay. cast was our Sundays. Yeah. yeah so so I'll have I'll have um some RPIs for San Antonio. There are going to be some changes, uh, for some of the boys and the girls. So tune in for that, and, and we'll, we'll talk about the games me and Steve did. Uh, just a little bit of round cap, and also round, uh, rounding up the the taps as as well. I know we did a task bracketology. I got seventy eight percent of it right, so, <laughs> nice. so I'm glad about that. And then just looking forward, hopefully in a few weeks that that. That's bracketology, but we break that record—the nine-hour record, the eight-hour-an-hour record. Nine. We're up to so nine hours now. The nine hours, or yeah. six, seven. Who, who knows? But that's yeah, so around on that. midday. Could be around midday. midday. Yeah, be on the lookout for. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Be on the lookout for some teasers regarding uh, UAL bracketology coming up. So, some logistics that we have to work out, but it could be. It could either potentially be one of our best shows, co- collaborated shows ever between the roundtable and the 50-50 podcast, or it could be an absolute dumpster fire, one or the other. Now, <laughs> nothing in between. <laughs> nothing in between. So um, awesome. But no, gentlemen, thank you. I uh, appreciate your time again. So there was a lot to cover in this information, in, in this information, in this in this episode, I should say. A uh, special thank you to uh, Jesse uh, Jesse Tovar for joining us today. Dropped a lot of great info on us uh, regarding uh, everything everything regarding soccer out in El Paso right now, regarding the the four key districts out there in 14A, 15A, 25A, and 16A, as well as, in case you missed it, just big shout out to our new new partners, Global Scarves, who uh, were 
we just recently announced a partnership with as well. So you'll be seeing more involvement with them coming up in the, in future episodes of both the 50-50 podcast as well as Inside Texas High School Soccer. So uh, that's going to do it again for our listeners, for our supporters. Thank you for everything you do. Cannot do it without you. And as we always say, you're the reason why we do it. We always mention that. So it keeps us, you know, keeps us on the straight and narrow and we never forget what our mission is. So thank you again. And you know what to do until the next time. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.